The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Craig, and a close yet devastating loss to the chargeless. We're going to hit on that and more here on show 419. Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have. Just let it go, man. Let go my ego, that is. <laughs> Big deal, bus egging. We're going to talk about that because it's just something unbelievable. And a post game for the nutless, boltless, chargeless, dead batteries. They came to Oakland. They got a black eye or two. Yeah, they got pushed around big time. Great game. Got a hit on that. Yes, and we must do a pregame for... <laughs> tweet, tweet. The Cardinals. The Redbirds. Yes, they're coming to town. We're going to take some feathers out of their ass. All of that and the bone line right here on our show. So, well, you know what I say. Let's just roll out. Before I get into the show, a brief uh, snippet of news. Yes, the Oakland Alameda Coliseum Authority, that would be Gene Kwan, mayor of Oakland, spouting off again that Coliseum City is right around the corner. Got to be the longest damn corner in the history of the human race. We're crying out loud. Get it done, Mayor. Yes, it is an election time. Promise. Wah, 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 wah. Put up or shut up, Gene. That's what I'm saying. The nutless, boltless, chargeless chargers come to the black hole and get a black eye. For show, the Raiders push the charges around. We got to hit on that. We're coming your way. We're gonna dazzle you with our play. The time has come. You know we're shooting for number one. Yet again, the mainstream sports media, a feeding frenzy on the Oakland Raiders before the Charger game, the lack of talent, the lack of this, the lack of effort. The mainstream media had us in the hole and halfway buried before the game even started. He's quick decisions and he's as tough as they come. He started every game for the Chargers since 2006. And now he's really starting to get some help from the defense. This is a unit that's been overlooked and underappreciated. Just check out these numbers. But what's most impressive is the fact they're giving up a league low 12.6 points a game. They are tough. Yet again, 
They forget this is a divisional game. Yet again, they forget that we have a new head coach that has buried the last four games in a hole back in Alameda. Say what you will about the the significance of the bearing of the football, but I believe with young men, especially in this position, uh, feeling defeated, I think it was a perfectly appropriate thing to do, and I think that it gathered enough attention of the players, forget anybody else, but the players bought in, and listen, man, it was real for them. The Tony Sperano, <laughs> the Tony Sperano era in Oakland has gone to a positive note. This guy has coached under Tom Coughlin, Parcells, just to name a couple. And he's taken the Dolphins from a 1-15 season to the playoffs in one year with basically the same players. I believe the lack of leadership is evident in the room. I think Dennis Allen had no leadership abilities. I don't think the team respected him. The coaches certainly didn't because they're certainly singing a different tune. Under Tony Sperano, maybe they're afraid they're going to get some concrete shoes, if you know what I'm saying. The Coliseum was absolutely freaking electric. Parking lot was full of fans. And there were the obligatory chargeless fans that came there because they thought for sure, with the records being what they were, that the Chargers were going to come out with an easy win. But that was not the case. Fall with time. Oh, and he's got a receiver. That is Holmes. Chased by Flowers. Chased by Ferret. That will be a touchdown. A 77-yard touchdown pass. Andre Holmes on a tiny hillside in Michigan. Well, they're bringing pressure, and they've done it on two of the first three snaps. The, the pocket protection's good. Carr's got a chance to set his feet, and this is what he really does well. Throw the ball down the field with great accuracy. With the welcoming party in the black hole, that is a long of 77 yards, the longest play so far this season for the Raider offense with a Janikowski extra point which makes it seven to nothing right off the bat three plays 80 yards what a way for interim head coach Tony Sperano to begin his time with the Raiders brought in on a 77 yard touchdown pass the energy of the team was palpable you could see it from the, the seats I was there trust me the O-line played the best game they've played all season long. It was like a different bunch of guys out there, and Menelik Watson was a beast. The running lanes were there, and they were obviously blown up off the line, and energy was in the house. The offensive line did a great job protecting Carr, keeping him off the ground, it was a very, very strong effort, the strongest from the O-line that I have seen since the beginning of the season. As evidence, DMC, 14 carries for 80 yards. You know, let's hope this isn't a flash in the pan. I don't think it is. Carr, four touchdowns, 
18 for 34, 282 yards, and poise, and class, and control. Raider Nation, we have our quarterback of the future. Let us not forget the rest of the team, man. There are a lot of stars in this game. A bunch. Mike Jenkins, defensive back, played like a freaking beast. T.J. Carey, unbelievable. The kid was picked in the seventh round, and he definitely is our return specialist, and he plays pretty damn good as a defensive back as well. Andre Holmes, four catches, 121 yards, two touchdowns. Bryce Butler, three receptions, 54 yards, one touchdown. C.O. Moore, absolutely glad to see this kid back in the house. The whole defense plays better when he's in the game. And I hate to say it because Miles Burroughs has really been sucking, and he didn't play that much better, but he played better enough, I guess. I wish we had Nick Roach back. I think that would have been a big difference in this team. The defense was pretty well stout, too, for most part of the game. Kept the Chargers on a three and out several times. I was really surprised at how the defense played, especially our defensive backs. They were very, very strong. Played very good one-on-one. -on -one. I was so impressed. We did, of course, lose that over-the-middle pass that we get burned by constantly. But the run defense was so stout. Very proud of this defense for the job they did. Listen, both ends of the ball had responsibility in the loss at the end, but man, oh man, what a contest in between. The Chargers were stunned by the Raiders' play. You could see it by their bench. You could see it by their coach's face. They didn't believe this was going down in Oaktown. Not that way. No way. Listen to how different the post-game conference is from Tony Sperano compared to Tennis Allen at the end of the day. Unbelievable difference. Check it out. A lot of things that we did really well in this game. There's some things that we didn't do well enough, obviously. Most importantly, the outcome. Uh, we needed to be in that kind of football game. Our team needed to feel themselves in that kind of football game and we need to find a way to win that kind of football game and we will uh, but uh, I was really proud of their effort I thought yesterday watching them they played really fast in a lot of areas really fast uh, fresher and um, you know fundamentally we played better in a lot of situations so you know there's some things there that we got to clean up you know throughout this week here which we'll do we're in the process of doing that right now uh, in the meeting rooms, and uh, you know we're going to put this game behind us and get ready to play, you know, play Arizona. But uh, you know that was a conference game, and it was a good conference football, good divisional football game. So you know it's a game in your division that you would expect to be a tough fought battle, and uh, and it was. And unfortunately, we came out on the wrong end of this one. But uh, uh, if those guys give me that kind of effort. Uh, going forward here, uh, this thing's going to turn. What are some things that you saw showed up in this game even more of or for the first time that you had seen the first uh, part of the year? Uh, one of the things, that, you know, there's there's several. You know, I thought 
You know, the way we ran the football in this game, you know, was something that in the beginning of the year, you know, in training camp uh, and some of the preseason games, I felt like that that's the way it was going to go. You know, and again, it, it comes down to giving yourself opportunities, and we had some opportunities in this type of football game to be able to do it. We, you know, we had 20-plus carries in this game. Darren had 18 touches in this game. You know, uh, that way Maurice, you know, was a factor in this game carrying a football. I thought, you know, the guys up front did a good job, you know, of, of uh, sorting through their stuff and blocking them. So that was all done, you know, pretty well, uh, actually. I mean, you know, we were 71% efficient of all our runs called in the game, you know, in this ball game, which is, is the best that we've had. You know, obviously, obviously, you know, you guys know our average per carry and those type of things. So it it kept us in manageable situations, which then led to the next thing that we did well, which was third down conversions. We converted well on third down. Some guys made some plays. You know, you're up there in the 60s and, you know, in, in third down conversions. That's really good. Uh, you know, and uh, and that helped us a little bit that way. Our explosive plays in this game were up and, and could have been better, should have been better. You know, but uh, that's something that we got to continue to work on. You know, it's not something that happens overnight, but it's something that we feel like can get better. You know, I thought on the defensive side of the ball, I thought we tackled better and we had more people to the football in this game than we had in the last several games. So we tackled well, uh, limited the yards that way. Okay, they averaged whatever three and a, you know three and a half yards a carry or something to that effect. You know, short of the last drive there, they were probably well under that. Uh, so I thought we did some good things in that phase. You know, uh, I thought we challenged the ball in this game. And, and when I say that, I mean, if you really go through the game, you'll see, you know, Terrell Brown challenging the football, okay, in this game and knocking a couple balls down. You'll see TJ knock a few balls out of there. You'll see Usama knock a few balls out of there. So I thought we challenged the ball well. We have to be better at that. So we let a couple of balls get over our head that we challenged. They were contested catches, but, uh, you know, they ended up making the play. So we got to be able to dig those balls out of there and, and, and be critical of ourselves in that situation. So, uh, And then in a special teams game, you know, we changed field position several times in that game. You know, going into the game, it wasn't a secret that they were going to fake a kick. You know, they, I mean, if you really take a look at it over the last five years and you look at their numbers, that's something that they've done. Whether it was under Mike or it wasn't under Mike, they fake kicks. You know, and uh, we handled that situation well, gave ourselves a short field and turned it into a score. And it was interesting. I was asked a question last night, which is always hard after a game, but, uh, you know, about a timeout that was used, you know, prior to that. And I told you that timeouts are gold, and they are. Hey, but we call the timeout in that situation, hey, to get the right people on the field, to make sure that we had the right people on the field. We had 12 people on the field at one point. Hey, called the timeout. They lined up to kick a field goal. Hey, Terrell Brown makes a great rush off of the backside, draws a hold on that play. They move the ball back. Hey, have to punt it and elect to fake it. Hey, we stop the fake and score in two plays to Bryce Butler. So that series, that sequence there. You know, going back and forth, although that time, you know, like even that timeout, although it was used, and I don't like using them that way, believe me. I like to get it right the first time. Hey, I don't want to do that. Hey, and, and you know, that's, uh, but to 
get it right there and to see the way the sequence kind of went in that phase was really encouraging for us. You know, take advantage of the short field, stop the trick play, hey, uh, drew the penalty with a great effort play, and then, you know, turn the field on them and, and score a touchdown. So that was good. When you, when you say 71% efficient on a blocking play, what determines efficient to you is the amount of guys you have? The amount of yards the made. Yards. So how many yards yeah. constitutes enough? So uh, an efficient run in our league is four plus. Okay. So when you're getting four plus, now, you know, it might be you may get a second and three, okay, and make three and get the first down, you know, or if it's a third and one and you gain the first down, that's efficient. Well, we've missed some third and ones that where it hadn't been efficient, obviously, in the past. So, uh, But mostly it's four-yard gains are better, you know, and, and that's what you judge those things on. So, uh, you know, you gain them four yards on a rushing attempt like that, you're efficient. Well, 71% of the time in this game, that was the case, obviously, with our average. You said you were able to get a lot of, a lot of rushing yards on – Second and ten, first and yeah. fifteen. I mean, and get yards back that you'd previously lost, like to a penalty or something. Yeah, either a penalty or maybe an incompletion, or yeah. in some situations it was a drop. You know, and that's something that we got to do a better job of. You know, that's that's a little bit Oakland beating Oakland. You know, uh, where we had some balls that were not contested that we didn't that we didn't finish, we didn't catch, okay? and uh, you know, those were scenarios where we came right back and we ran the ball there, which is little obviously uncharacteristic right now because you know we didn't have those opportunities in some of the other ball games you know to do that with the scores being where they were uh but in doing that we were able to flip it into a third and five you know a third and three at times you know and those were manageables for us and now you know you can do a few more things there and and uh it forces their hand a little bit too what kind of improvements did you see up front that allowed you guys to run better? Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it was improvements up front as much as I thought that uh, that we just had more opportunities, you know. And, 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 you know, we did some different things, you know. I mean, nothing different than we've done before, you know, quite honestly. We just went back to the bye, said, what do we do good? Who does them well? Hey, and let's put those people in positions to do them. And our our menu is much shorter this week than it has been on both sides of the ball. And the kids played faster, and that was that was a positive, you know. So, uh, if I were to say one other thing that we did well, you know, beside the way that Darren and, and Maurice ran, because I thought they ran hard, hard. Uh, but I would say our double teams were pretty good in this game. I would think that, that, you know, when they're watching the film, they know that too. Derek said afterwards that the, the, on the pass to, to Bryce Butler, I'd throw it 100 times. I trust my guy, basically. Mm-hmm. Is that what you want to hear? That's what I want to hear. So, yeah. you know, Derek's done some interesting things. <laughs> you know, this is two weeks ago in another life for me. <laughs> you know, but, uh, I you know, I've been there on the sideline where he's come over and he's actually said, you know, Give me, give me this guy, you know. Give me this guy, and it'd be a different guy, you know. But in his mind, he had a vision for the play, and he knew where he want, you know, what he wanted to do, and where the matchup could be. And I think it's really important when a quarterback starts to feel comfortable with his people, you know. The ball he throws to James Jones on the right sideline 
which looks like a routine play. You know, it kind of looks like a routine play. James catches it in stride on the back shoulder and runs out of bounds down there in around a 20-yard line, maybe 22-yard line-ish. That ball was in the air three steps before James got out of his break on the back shoulder. That's good trust. It's trust in the receiver that he's going to be in the right spot. And it's trust in the quarterback, and the quarterback's going to be able to put the ball there. So, you know, both of those scenarios, you know, the kid knew exactly what he wanted to do with the football. You know, Greg put him in good position there in both of those deals. But, you know, uh, it's about the players executing the play, and, and they did. What do you have to do to get to the quarterback? A little bit better. You had Philip Rivers bottled in a few times, and he was able yeah. to get out of the phone booth, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he did get out of a phone booth. I mean, when you really watch the film and you see the creases that the guy got out of, and I, I said it before, I've all the respect in the world for Philip Rivers. He's a tough, competitive guy, and he's, you got to tackle him. He reminds me of Roethlisberger and those kind of people that if you don't tackle him. They're gonna hurt. They have a chance to hurt you. And this guy hurt us in a couple different scenarios doing that. You know, one thing we got to do is is our our rush lane. We we had good rushes, but our rush lane integrity, if you will, a you know where we need to fit our gaps, those type of things. We got to continue to work on because some of them were were stunts and twists, and some of them were pressures. You know, we got to make sure that we don't have guys in a gap or a guy you know even the distance between the chairs here makes a huge difference in your fit and and i think that that's something that we got to continue to get better with you know and and uh and we'll work hard on it the guys are watching it now and and we'll work hard on it when we get back out there but you know we also have to win one-on-one matchups you know in the game uh, i always report to greg hey, we had this many pass rush opportunities in a game. Example, London game, Miami. We had 252 pass rush reps, individual pass rush reps. When you talk about five guys on one play, okay, it's five matchups. Okay? So, and, and in some of those scenarios, we're in the high 80s in winning those. We have to win on defense. Okay, We have to win that one-on-one matchup you know, when it occurs. When you get that offensive lineman in a one-on-one situation, we got to be able to win a few more of those and convert a few more of those to get to the quarterback. You know, There was some really good rushes yesterday. You know, Khalil, Woodley, you know, Tuck had a great rush at the end on a, on, a, you know, on a stunt that he came around and affected the quarterback, and then we had a ball broken up in the end zone. So those things were all good. You know, we got to continue to get better, though, because that's going to be important. We can't let them extend the plays. That's where they got some explosives. How hard is it to have all of this go right and to have it's hard. not, yeah. you know, equal a win yeah. to get the, the players the, the to result. believe? Absolutely, yeah. the result. You know, and, and, you know, this thing is a, you know, it's a marathon. And, you know, as I said to the players, there's no moral victory here. We're 0-5. We know exactly where we are. We know the last time that we played a good football game, hey, that was a one-score game, was against New England, and we didn't respond very well the next week hey, uh, when we came out against Miami. So our guys are well aware of that right now. And, uh, you know, I, I made that perfectly clear to them. But, you know, you got to, from our end, hey, we have to correct it. We got to demand it. And the players, you know, have got to understand also, players, coaches, all of us, 
okay, have to understand and, and take responsibility. You know, and, and you know, as coaches, if we didn't get it right, we go in there and we say we didn't get it right. And from a player standpoint, you got to be able to look at it and know you didn't get it right. And we're going to get it right. We're going to work to get it right. So um, that part of it does hurt. You know, when you come out of there, and, and it hurts me more for them than anything else. Hey, uh, again. My goal in this thing here is to win football games and to see that locker room smile at the end of this instead of, you know, instead of knowing that we played hard and, and didn't win a game. But we played hard, and that's a good start. I'm proud of what the kids did yesterday. I'm proud of the way they played. And for me to sit up here and not tell you that, I'd be lying. Okay? But am I happy with it? No. I mean, the result wasn't the right result. You know, our fans deserve us to go out there and win. They were tremendous out there yesterday. I mean, it was a blast. I had I had a ton of fun out there yesterday, and they were they were great. You know, and uh, and were a difference in the game at times. You know, and our players feed off of that, and they deserve the reward too. But more importantly, the 53 guys in that locker room, they deserve it. Clearly, Coach Sperano has captured this team and has it in his hand. I think that this isn't going to be a flash in the pan. I believe this will be a consistent way of play for this team. Let's listen to Romo and what he's got to say. Welcome to Raiders postgame live. A coaching change for the silver and black. Tony Sperano's calling the shots now, and it showed on the field. Unfortunately, he didn't get the victory, but he got one heck of a performance from his team. 31-28 is your final against the Chargers. San Diego improves to 5-1. The Raiders are 0-5 this season. By the way, Derek Carr, four touchdowns in this game. Welcome to Raiders Postgame Live. I'm Henry Wolford along with two guys combined. They've played football in the NFL for over 32 years. Bill Romanowski, four-time Super Bowl champion, and Lorenzo Neal, one heck of a player as well. What did you guys take away from this game? It was definitely exciting, but did you see the improvements that you wanted to see from the Raiders under their new interim head coach? You know, I was out at the stadium today, and I saw a different energy. I felt it not only you know out on the field but I felt it in the stadium I saw an offense with an identity it's like they went out there and they knew what they wanted to be they spread out the defense and they threw the football and they ran the football out of that spread offense every once in a while low they would bring in a big guy but it was few and far between Defensively, so I saw really big improvement on offense, but defensively, we've got some work to do. We didn't get it done defensively. Yeah, I just saw a team that, you know, we always said we wanted to see this team compete. And today you've seen Coach Pirano get these guys to compete. They competed on offense, defense, and in the special teams. You saw a team that had a chance to win that game. So that's what we wanted to see. We wanted to see these men that everyone said couldn't play football, terrible team. They went out and played with one of the best teams in AFC, Denver and San Diego's on a very, very short list, the best teams in AFC, and today they had a chance to win that game. We saw Butler and all these other guys that have talent. Now, how do you make this talent become more efficient? And that's what Coach Sperano and this staff has to do now, and we saw a little bit of that today. You know, another thing with Tony Sparrow you have to realize is this man has been a head coach in the NFL. So all of a sudden, he is brings the troops together 
and you have a coaching staff that is looking for leadership and they can look to Tony Sperano and say you know what this guy's done it before and he's worked under Bill Parcells, he, Marty Schottenheimer, Tom Coughlin. He's worked under some big-time head coaches that have Super Bowl rings. And all of a sudden, now you feel a little more confident. Wait, this guy knows what he's doing. He changes up the practice schedule. You know, a lot of people talk about that, the thing about burying the football and getting rid of the pass. Those kind of things get guys moving in a direction and they put the pass behind them. Those gimmicky kind of things are big time. They work. Another thing, the players. The players all of a sudden show up and they know they're playing now for a head coach that has taken a team to the playoffs. So the confidence in that building, I think, all of a sudden took another step. And the, the big thing for me was I wanted to see what happened out on the field today. It's all great if you have a head coach and there's new energy, you're burying footballs. But what happens out on the field? Well, guess what? We saw it today. That gives me confidence. Never mind the coaches, the players. It ought to give the Raider Nation confidence. All of a sudden, like I said earlier, they have an identity right now on offense. They are a spread offense. They put Derek Carr, who is the leader, in a shotgun position, and they make him do what he does best. That's what he did in college for four years. Guess what? He's going to be doing that for a lot of years for the Oakland Raiders. He's going to be kicking some serious butt. Say what you will about this game. The ending was tragic, and, you know, we had an opportunity to win. We had an opportunity to tie. Uh, Derek Carr made the pass. He would have made it 100 times. You have to make those plays. To win these games. And that was the play was drawn up. You know that the defense made a great play on it. Oh well. But I'll tell you. A heartbreaker in Oakland. But man oh man. It was nice to see the Raiders playing with power. With anger. And man. The defense was flying over the field. More than one had on the ball. For the first time this entire freaking season. I'm telling you. I haven't seen them play this well yet. Even though we lost, even though it was not a victory, moral victories, whatever, I think the game was very well played. I like the effort. I think if these guys continue with it, we'll start winning some of these games, and then we'll see how this team stands up. Because once you start winning, it gets to be addictive, and we need that to happen for our Oakland Raiders. And that is all I have to say about that. And in a major news story across the nation, the Oakland Raiders egg the Chargers buses. Wow. Let go my ego, partner. <laughs> Please. We all dressed in black. We snuck up around the back. We began to attack. In a brutal and most terrifying manner, the Oakland Raider fan eggs the Chargers buzz as they leave the Coliseum. A major story? Really? Unfrickin' believable. At a time when fans are being knocked unconscious, 
brain injuries, stabbings, shootings. The mainstream media wants to point a finger at the Raider fan for egging the bus of the Chargers as they leave the stadium. Really? Is it so bad? Did anybody get hurt? I guess the guy who has to wash the bus, his feelings were hurt. It's kind of like Halloween, man. Get over it. <laughs> I mean, the media made such a big deal about the Raider fan, the classless Raider fan, the Raider Nation once again shows, please, man, right across the bay, they got more felons than any other team in the league, and we're the bad guys? <laughs> you got fans beating fans' ass in the bathroom at the 49ers stadium, but we, egg-throwing mofos, are the worst classless fans in the league. Let me say this, that is some bullshit. It was eggs, man. Eggs. Get freaking over it, Sandy Ago. I love it. And that is all I have to say about the ridiculous overkill that was Let Go My Ego, partner. I went everybody's head about the bird. All right, let's do a pregame for the Redbirds. They're coming to the black hole, and I think they're going to be dead birds. That's my prediction. Hold on. Well, the old Carson Palmer comes back to the black hole, and with him comes his old-ass knees. Yes, he is old. I'm going to say that a few times in this show. The Arizona Cardinals lead the NFC West, one of the toughest divisions, with a 5-1 and one record. Now, that's kind of a smokescreen, and I don't really give a shit about that. It's about Carson Palmer coming back home, and all these comments that he made when he left the Raiders about how horrible it was and all the things that he didn't like about Oakland, well, I think it's time we play some of those back in his face. You know, the, the cliche thing is, is it's another game. It's a game on the schedule, and that's really what it is. Um, you know, there's very few. There's been so much turnover on their roster that there's very, very few guys think only one guy on defense you know it's 10 new guys on defense since I was there Jared's it's a little more fresh in, in Jared's memory since he was there last year um, but you know to me that was two seasons ago and and um, I know it's a very talented group they they really turned the roster over and brought in four really good pass rushers two good corners there's a lot of veteran guys a lot of guys a lot of experience um, they have a really good you know two running back system going with Maurice Jones Drew and, and McFadden still uh, so it's a very talented team. You can't look at records. you got to look at, at the film. and um, You look at the, the New England game and how they played in New England and uh, the way they fought against the Chargers last week. This is a very talented group and, and a group we got to be at our best at. The Cards are 5-1 and one on top of the NFC West, a very tough division. I'm not going to take anything away from them because they played very well. They've got a great wide receiver. Of course, we know on Fitzgerald. 
and there's other guys that are making it happen as well because he does take the double team. Because they've been playing so well, the defense have, has had an opportunity to, to actually raise up in the standings, and they're looking like they're a big, bad bunch of defensive players. I don't think so. I think if we can keep Carson Palmer on the ground, because we got to keep him in the pocket, we can do that. We got to get to him. He's not like Rivers. He can't move around in the pocket quite so well, and I think we'll be able to snuff him out in the pocket if we play anything like we did last week. The Cardinals are coming off a great win against the Washington Deadskins, or should I say the Washington football franchise. (laughs) I don't want to offend anybody. And their defense is ranked very high in the defense of the run. I do believe that the Raiders at home with our offensive line play can blow these guys right off the ball. In order to win this contest, the Raiders must play the same game they played against San Diego. Basic, hard-nosed, in-your-face, going to make you pay if you make a play, football. If we can hit like we did last week, there were some cracking hits, man. that You could feel them up in the stands. Some amazing football and the, the defense flying to the ball. That happens this game? We're going to win this football game. This is a winnable game like every damn game. Doesn't matter what their record is. Did it matter what San Diego's record was? Well, hell no. This team doesn't give a shit. This team is run by a new captain who has new orders to them to not think about it, just get out there and do the best job you can, and they're listening. The Cardinals' special teams is special. It's probably one of the best in the league, and we'll definitely have to be on our game in order to shut these guys down. But, again, we have the talent here. We showed we have the talent here. We have to apply the talent here and get this win at home in Oakland in front of the home crowd. I will say this, of all the games I've seen at home this year, this game had the Raider Nation in a froth. I expect the same against the Cards, especially because the lovely (laughs) Lily White Carson is coming back home. Welcome back, Johnny. I hope you have a monologue after this game that is funny because I believe your team is going to get their ass handed to them in Oakland by an Ofer team. That's what we want to see. That's what I expect this Sunday is a win for sure against this prolific NFC West team. We got to show it. We got to bring it. So you bring it as fans. Let's show some love to the Raiders. They deserve it, and they deserve it after the last contest. Let's be there for this team, and let's get it done. And that is all I have to say about that. Bad to the bone. Bad to the bone. All right, let's go to the bone line. I can't wait, man. This thing's been blowing off the wall, if you know what I'm saying. So let's get to it. 1-800-620-71811. 620 7181. Let's get on the bone. You know what? We got a team. We're almost there. What you got to say, Raider Nation? And our first caller from Albany, New York. 
Matty Raider, longtime contributor to the show. What is going on, my brother? Hey, Raider Greg. Hey, Raider Randy. It's Matty Raider, Albany, New York. Hey, I, I want to call in about something else. Everybody's been calling in about Dennis Allen firing and next coach and Reggie's ass needs to go and all that. But I want to call about something else. I'm not sure if everyone has heard a couple of days ago, Rich Gannon on his show um, went on an epic rant, and you can find it. Just Google it. Well, you can just Google Rich Gannon rant Raiders and find it. So he proceeded to call out this sorry-ass team that we have um, and did an excellent job in doing so, at least I believe. So just when I thought all my anger and vitriol for this sorry-ass team that we've watched for four weeks is somewhat gone, and I'm looking forward to Sprano coming in and the Charger game. Fucking Marcel Reese responds again and then tells him, have you seen our practices, Rich? You're more than welcome to attend. Randy, you can go ahead and cue the Allen Iverson practice quote right now if you like. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. But I don't give a fuck about practice, Marcel. You guys look like dog shit. You guys look like complete hot July garbage on the field. And you're talking about practice? You guys should listen to what Gannon has to say. He's the last pro that actually walked through the fucking doors for the Raiders. And now you're going to call him out. And that sorry-ass Maurice Jones-Drew... MJD chimed in, too. MJD, you got, what, 20 yards for the season through four games and a hurt hand? Dude, shut the fuck up. You're not even a Raider yet. You just wear the fucking helmet. I'm so angry. If these guys come out flat against San Diego, Raider Greg, I I, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm going to do, man. You know? Anyways, that's it for today, man. I appreciate it. Love the uh, London episode. Take care, guys. Keep the faith. Let's go, Raiders. Rich Gannon went off, and then he apologized for going off, and I thought that was not right. I think he should have gone off, and I think Reese should have shut his bile, and definitely Drew had no room to say a word. Yeah, the Raiders listened because they came out and played the Chargers very well. So for whatever it's worth, I hope it has something to do with it. I'm sure it didn't hurt to hear that from that champion, Rich Gannon. He's been there, and he's done that. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller is the Watford Raider from London, man. Check it out. Great meeting this guy. The Raider Nation is truly international. What's going on, my brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Watford Raider. You might remember me. Met you outside the stadium in London. First of all, thank you for your picture. Uh, it was great meeting you after all these years of listening to you. Like I said to you, you get me through those uh, long, awkward days at work when you're stuck in your daily routine and your grind. But thanks for everything, man. Thanks to Randy as well for everything he does. Uh, game was a, a loss. But hey, who cares? I tell you what, 
I've never had so much fun. Regent Street the day before, as you remember, we got to see the beautiful Vince Lombardi trophies. Had pictures of them. Met uh, Man Monster, who's Lincoln Kennedy. Uh, what else did we do? Met the Raiderettes, of course. Uh, Mr. Derek Carr, what can I say? Uh, young man, very humble. I had a very short word with him, but he comes across as very well-mannered. Uh, I think it'll be a bright future for us. Uh, Mac is coming into his own. Everything there uh, was uh, amazing. I have to say, Gorilla Rilla, we met a few others, but it was a true, true sense of Raider Nation. Uh, and then at the game, pre-party, we were outside. I think you were there with us, Raider Greg, um, or Raider Joey. Uh, did his piece for us, for Raider Nation. That really, really made you feel like you're part of uh, one big family. Uh, it's the first time I've ever had to, uh, ever had a chance to experience uh, something like that. Um, even that, actually, the, the game before I went to Raiders game was a preseason game against the Saints, uh, and that was a loss, unfortunately. But okay, but you know what? Uh, amazing day. First drive, amazing. I thought, here we go. We finally turned it around <laughs> until uh, the Dolphins came on. But hey, uh, we've got a new coach now. Hopefully things will turn around. Let's see. Uh, but I have to say, from seeing the team uh, playing at the time, there just wasn't any life in them, to be honest. I was watching the Dolphins from where I was uh, seated. I could see they were buzzing around the ball. They, even during practice, they were you know, on the ball, they were trying to move around fast and we seemed lethargic and there didn't seem to be any pattern to what we were doing. Uh, but hey, you know, like I said, things are looking up. Uh, let's hope. And uh, it will take time, but the like, like I've taught my daughter and she keeps walking around the, the house singing it as well, is um, shield on my chest, I don't need a vest. Take care. Love you all, Raven Nation. That was an amazing experience to be with all my friends over there in London, uh, friends of the show, you, of course. And uh, check it out, man. His daughter, shield on my chest. I don't need a vest. Check that out. Raider Nation is huge, man. And this guy saw the tailgate, just a glimpse of what it's like in Oakland. It was epic. It was great to be there. I'm telling you, the Raiders were well represented there, except for the team, that is. I'm glad we got some turnaround, I'm hoping. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller out of Dallas, Texas, that would be Jesse James. Raider Jesse James, that is. What's up, man? What's up, Raider Greg, man? I'm, I'm glad. Um... I feel like I'm talking to you. By the way, this is uh, Raider Jesse James out of Dallas. It's been about a week or two since I called in. Um, listen, man, real quick, I'm, I'm glad you guys made it back uh, safe from London. Uh, we got rid of uh, uh, DA, as he said, he's out of here. Um, real quick, I was on Raiders.com, and I came across the official podcast, and that's why I'm calling in. I officially think we should all take a vote and make you the official podcast. Um, my respect to JT The Brick. I haven't listened to one podcast, and I'm interested to see what they have going on. But 
Uh, if it's Raiders.com, it should be an honest, you know, uh, vision of where the franchise is at, which brings me to my next segment. Um, as far as right now, me being a Raider fan, uh, I'm always going to be a Raider fan, die hard, but as much as just like the nature right now, man, we are hurting. Um, it's, it, my optimism is a little bit gone, uh, more than, more than ever. Honestly, it's, it's, we're at, we're at a point, uh, we got the Chargers coming up. You're probably playing this after the Chargers. Hopefully we win, but honestly, Raider Greg, that'll be a miracle. Uh, sort of, uh, cry me a river is on fire and, uh, he's putting the fire out with that river. Um, but I'd rather have the, I'd rather have the charges, boatless, <laughs> nutless charges, as you say, win over the Broncos. Um, so like I was saying, uh, we're good. I think we're in a good, we're going in a good, um, path to the point where we have Serrano, Serrano, whatever Serrano his name is. Um, the conference calls that I've seen so far on him have not been impressive. The way Reggie McKenzie has been talking on the mic has not been impressive. That's where my optimism is gone a little bit, okay? Um, I could be wrong. Um, I'm tired of this shit. People saying that McKenzie did not give uh, DA the, the weapon. Fuck the media. Fuck everybody else who says that. That's bullshit. He was, he, this is one of the best rosters we've had since 2003-2002. Go back and look at it. It is. It is what it is. This is the, one of the best rosters we've had, and DA should have been gone. But the media is not gonna. The media is gonna put us down no matter what. So, uh, anyways, my expression is now that uh, we need to move forward, and the only way uh, we can move forward, Red or Greg, is by us bringing in a big, huge impact name to the franchise. I'm talking about a coach. Hopefully, Serrano can push us in the right way, man. But the only way I see us moving forward is getting that respect back from the public, from the NFL, from from everybody. We are. At the bottom, man. There's there's nowhere to go but up now. Like you said, but we went lower than what we were. Um, I hope we bring in somebody big. If of course Chuck is not going to do it, but maybe he's just bullshitting, and maybe he will come back. If he does, he doesn't. Whatever. Uh, but somebody big uh, needs to come back and give this franchise respect. Needs to give this franchise us Raider fans uh, a hope. That's that's what we need, man. We need hope. And I think most of us right now we feel like we're out of hope. Either way, I, I will always stay tuned to you guys. Love what you guys do. Uh, Raider Nation, one love. You know how we do. We're always going to be Raider fans no matter what. And uh, that's all we can hope for, man. Let's hope for the best. I'm out. Raider Jesse James. I think right here, Raider Jesse James captures the actual whole heart of the Raider Nation at the point of the post-London uh, game and how the turmoil was going on and Looking forward to playing San Diego, a tough divisional rivalry, and they're kicking everybody's ass, and we look like everybody's ass. And look what happened. And that's all I got to say is it's nice to feel like you've got an opportunity to win, and this nation needed this from this freaking team right now. We need it again against the cards. Thanks for the, the call, brother. You hit it right on the head. Our next caller, you know him well from Raider Central. That would be Mikey Raider. What's up, brother? M-I-K-E-Y, Mikey Raider. What's up? It's Mikey Raider from Raider Central. Just got finished watching your London video cast on YouTube and I was proud as hell, 
to see the Raider Nation having a good time regardless of the drama of wins and losses. And Crusader, Raider, Crossbones, Kelly, Alintnikoff, Ted Hendricks, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Gorilla Rilla, Stockholm Raider, all you guys out there just really having a blast and smiling and drinking it up and living the life. That made me proud coming off of a really heartbreaking Raider loss in London. Saw you guys on TV. Proud as hell. A lot of Raider Nation were saying, why are they laughing and smiling when the Raiders are getting blown out? But I don't think they understand that we know what losing is like. And we're in London, and we're going to celebrate because we're Raiders for life. So even with the losing, you guys smiled and had a good time, and that makes my heart very proud. I'm just going to give you a tidbit. I'm glad we got a new coach. Start over. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know anything. All I know is, hey, I truly believe the Raiders are going to give a fight against San Diego this week. I don't think we'll get blown out. I don't think we're going to win, but I think it's going to be a closer game than people think. And regardless of the fact, Oakland sold out the game. And I'm proud of that again. So I'm proud as hell to be a Raider Nation. Proud as hell to be a Raider. I love you guys. I love you, Greg. I think you guys are amazing. And I will see you on the flip side of a hopefully trap game for the San Diego Chargers. Go Raiders. Mikey, ring it out. Well, thanks, brother. The Raider Nation was huge in Europe, huge in London. They all came from everywhere, all areas of the continent and beyond. Plus, we had a bunch of fans from here. So, yeah, we represented. The team didn't, but we played very good, like you said, against San Diego. A great contest. Some hope for the Raider Nation, definitely. Thanks for the props, my brother. And next from El Centro. The only, the impeccable Raider Loon up in the house. What up, Raider Greg? Uh, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is Raider Loon from El Centro, California. I just saw uh, Derek Carr throw the pick, and um, I'm super fucking disappointed. Um, Janikowski could have had this game tied. But once again, when a game matters and he actually needs to hit a fucking field, when it matters, he fucking chokes and whatever. Um, I'm way past moral victories. New England was supposed to be a moral victory. We've had moral victories the past 13 years. Um, you need to win the fucking game. Um, I know I'm going to probably kill the mood because everyone's going to be like, woo, woo, four touchdowns. We're still 0-5. 0-5, win the fucking game, all right? That's pure and simple. What the fuck is a moral victory anymore? Is that what the Raiders are going to be, fucking the best moral victory team in the NFL? Give me a fucking break, man. I'm so pissed right now. I'm pissed at Janikowski. I'm pissed at our defense that fucking sucks ass. Um, the offense was fucking great. What can I say? Yeah, we scored four touchdowns. Derek Carr looks fucking amazing. He matched Phillip Rivers. Fucking all day. The running game matched the San Diego Charging, Chargers running game. It was better than the San Diego Chargers game for the most part. But we still lost the fucking game. 
It doesn't matter. Stats don't matter. Touchdowns don't matter if you don't win the fucking game. Like I said, I'm probably killing home rules because everyone's going to be like, damn, we played good, blah, blah, blah. Let's see how we play next week. This was the emotional game. If we would have won this game, next week we carry over. Maybe we win that one. Maybe we go on a little streak. Maybe we do finish 8-8. Eight and eight. But instead we're 0-5 and, and we lost the emotional game. How the fuck were you not going to come out for this game, right? Your head coach gets fired because you fucking suck. You're in at home, okay? Just bring this game to the next game, Raiders, and win it. Or fucking, because moral victories, if you guys are feeling good about yourselves after this game, then fuck all that. Win the fucking game. Fuck all that and win the fucking game. I agree. I mean, yeah, we do have moral victories. You can hear it in my voice. Yes, it is a moral victory to me. It was good to have a contest all the way to the very end. Maybe poor judgment. Who knows? I think we, if we would have got that pass, it could have been a different outcome. Yes. And if my aunt had wheels, she'd be a bicycle. Yeah, we need to win some games. We're 0-5. We got to turn something around, man. But it was nice to see that we didn't look like we did in London. And that would have been another ugh, gut-wrenching gut-wrenching game instead we fought to the very end i'd rather see that a million times than one turkey that we've laid this year and our next caller obi-wan raider what's up raider nation obi-wan raider here Wow. Fucking gut-wrenching, heart-destroying, aneurysm-having, fucking last-minute wire. God damn, Sebastian, why'd you miss that fucking field goal? Ah, oh, oh, man, I'm just this, this fuck out. Oh, I can't goddamn listen to this shit on fucking Sirius Satellite Radio, Raider Greg. I'm not near a TV. Um, fuck these goddamn Charger commentators. Oh, an inferior team. An inferior team. Oh, the Raiders are such an inferior team. I want them to fucking win just to rub it in these smug fastest fucking faces. On a positive note, they did play better than they fucking played. God damn it, Sebastian. Defense could have done a better job. Car could have did a little bit better on that fucking throw instead of going for the home run. The fucking receivers couldn't not drop so many balls, but definitely better than the fucking performance in God damn London. It's it's just fucking hurts to even watch anymore, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. Just fucking listening, you know, you close your eyes and you see the plays and God, it's just fucking hurts, man. This is like fucking having your heart ripped off and fucking stomped on with nine-inch fucking stilettos and then fucking organic sea salt poured on your fucking heart and alcohol and you just feel the fucking pain with damn jumper tables attached to your fucking heart and to your goddamn testicles. Fuck. Go Raiders. Obi-Wan Raider out. Now that was a therapy session. <laughs> I know, man. That's when they reached up your asshole and ripped your heart 
right out of your ass. I know. We've ha- we've seen it so many times. Not to say that I'm used to it, but we got to end these games with a W, bro. I agree. Our next caller is Johnny D, the Bluegrass Raider. What's up, brother? What's up, Raider Greg? Red Randy, this is Johnny D, the Bluegrass Raider, calling in. Uh, I got. I'll make this quick. I'll make this brief. I just saw the ending of the Charger game. Uh, I want to say that we played great. We played uh, better than what we have all season. I think Pagano could do some uh, good things for us, but Olsen, uh, I believe he needs to go. Uh, Why in the hell you would want to do a deep bomb pass on second and one with a minute and change left is beyond me. We're already in Seabass's range. I understand that we might want to take the win over going into overtime. I understand that. But we still need to be smart about it. That deep bomb pass in that situation was just flat out ignorant, in my opinion. If you if you agree with me, okay. If you don't, that's fine. I just want to hear what y'all have to say. But I'm 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 not gonna lie. I'm pretty pissed about it. Uh, but I'm still right there in my heart, and I and I will be until I die. So, uh, Johnny D out. Go Raiders. Well, you know, man, maybe they were tired of tying. Maybe they were tired of losing. Maybe they were just wanting to end this game with an epic win for the fans. Maybe it was just an audible. Carr says he did it. I have no doubt that he audibled into it. So it was an option play. They did it. If they would have made it, we would all have been talking about it. But they didn't make it. And here we are. Well, we got Arizona next, bro. That's all I can tell you. Thanks for the call. Our next caller from the Pacific Northwest would be Raider T-Bone. What's up, brother? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? This is Raider T-Bone up here in the Pacific Northwest. I just want to give props out to Raider uh, Randy. He gave me a lot of love on the text line. He hit me back. I'm always in Louisiana right now, but um, he told me how to get a hold of you, Raider Greg. Raider Greg, I'm coming down next week. I'll be there for the Cardinal game. I want to check you out. You better hit me up. I'm looking for you. I know you're going to take care of me. Um, as far as the game today, oh, man, we look good. We look good. We look good. Uh, you know, a lot better. And I love seeing the emotion from our head coach. Dennis Owen never had any. There was just like nothing. Sperano knows how to run this shit. He, he knows what it's about. It's about getting your team rallied, doing what you have to do, putting it out there, and he did it. Yeah, we came up short, fucking Janikowski. But you know what? I can't blame that on Janikowski. He, he's normally... Uh, normally he's good, but shit. Lately he hasn't been. I don't know. But I'd rather lose by three than lose by fucking 23. And that's what I'm talking about. There was some emotion. Players were fucking flying around. That's what I'm talking about. This is fucking Raiders football. Let's go. And I'll be down there. Fucking Cardinals game. Raider Greg, I'm coming to see you, baby. Yes, sir. 
I'm out. Raider T-Bone for life. Nation, let's go. First off, I'll be looking for you at the Bad Boys of Barbecue. Hit me up, man. We'll go down there and we'll have some food. We'll have some beer and have some fun. Second of all, this is about the third call about Janikowski. And, well, if you all haven't seen it, I think you have. He's gone down. He's gone down in his, his accuracy. He's gone down in his percentage. And maybe it's time to replace the Polish cannon. I'm just saying. But he's missed some crucial kicks, man. And that one in this game was a heartbreaker. And our next caller, my good friend, Autumn Wind, Williams. What's up, my man? What's going on, Raider Greg and Raider Randy? Autumn Wind, Williams, man. Uh, I don't know if I got immune to losing or we actually played fairly decent, um, at least on offense, <laughs> not defense, but except for uh, the exceptions for C.O. Moore. TJ Carey, I like how they, they did on uh, quite a few plays. But as um, far as, like, offense, I was impressed with Derek Carr of always. Um, he hasn't disappointed me much lately except uh, the ball's getting blocked or um, interceptions every now and then. But, um, you know, he played fairly decent. Uh, D-Mac, he's playing solid this year. My favorite player, Marcel Reese, he needs to stop dropping balls along with uh, quite a few others. Um, it's not looking good, man. Andre Holmes, fantastic. But uh, our receiving court has to step up the fucking game. I want to see Bryce Butler get that ball more like he did up in the preseason. He was awesome. Finally, what, got a catch? I, I think I only seen one catch today. But he finally got a catch. I think he needs to get the ball more next game. I know one thing. These motherfuckers better not disappoint me when I head down to South Oakland next month. First road game besides Candlestick that I'm going to to see the men in black take out the chokers in their city. They better not fuck up like they did today. Anyway, it was a close game. Enjoyed my time. Tailgate parties as always. Awesome. Raider Greg, I can't never find your ass whenever I go by the Raider Nation podcast. But uh, I'm going to try to make sure I find you next weekend. Uh, definitely, man. Because uh, I appreciate this podcast a lot. It, 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 it means so much to the Raider Nation. And, uh, man, it, it helps us through difficult times like this. And, and we need this phone line. This is fucking therapy. But anyway, I don't win, Williams. Signing out. I got to get another motherfucking drink before the night is over. Out. Well, thanks for the props. You know, we appreciate it. Randy and I, Randy's the brains here. You know that for sure. We tried to put on the good show. We appreciate you liking it for sure. And, uh, well, we all need the therapy. That's why we're doing this damn show. Because <laughs> the Raider Nation needs to be heard. That's for sure. Thanks for the props, brother. Now, we usually don't get this character until we play the Chiefs. He's here early. I like it. This is Raider Dan from Kansas City. What's up, brother? Raider Gray. 
Raider Randy, this is Raider Dan from KC. I had to work today. I'm usually off, but I listen to our Raiders on the radio, on my phone, on the internet with great anticipation as I heard the different prayers like Bryce Butler, Medelik Watson, these players that needed to play, that are hungry, TJ Carey, they're hungry. Tony Sperano is doing what our Raider fans on my job talked about. Let the young guys play. They play with heart. They're hungry. That's what it's about. They're hungry. Yeah, we lost the game. Watching the highlights of the game, Raider, Raider, Raider Randy, Raider Greg, I know what we can do. I know what we can do. I don't know if Romano's the future. I said, but the guy, he got him going. You know, he lets a football player be a football player. Not like that punk-ass Danny Sally. Only thing kind of bad is for Ronald be successful. That punk-ass Reggie McKenzie might keep his fucking job. But I might give his fat ass one more try. I don't know. He might have sort of deserved it. But I can tell that Sperano had an influence on the play calling on the offensive side of the ball because we threw the fucking ball downfield and let people make plays. And them old-ass veterans, except for this Justin Tuck, I like him. He actually plays. But Woodley need to see his fucking ass down. Uh, the little short, fat guy, what's his name? Uh, MGD. He needs to sit his ass down. I don't know who possessed Darren McFadden, but uh, whatever he got possessed by, I uh, hope nobody do the exorcism on him and takes that shit out of him because he ran like the ghost of Jim Brown or something. But this is Raider Dan from KC. You know, I'm going to call back for chief time, but I just have to chime in now. Go Raiders. Very well put, my brother. You know, I like Bryce Butler. I always have since I saw him first in camp. I think he has a lot of upside, and I think if he continues to play like he does, he could be our number two or even our number one guy. I think the quarterback and the wide receivers are finally getting it together. Let us hope we see that this weekend. Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. That's right. It is Money Man Has Spoken, Rita. Yeah, this Money Man Has Spoken, Rita. Oh, I'm hurt. Rated G, I'm hurting, man. I'm hurting my heart. My heart. <laughs> feel like I took a big kitchen blade right to it, man. That was old. That hurt me so bad. Mm. We were right there, Raider. We were right there, Raider Greg. Raider Greg. But yeah, I will say, although I am hurting, that the team played much better. Like I said, they would. I knew they would come out with the energy and, you know, passion. The stuff that Rich Gannon had wanted to see, 
that, you know, Bill Romanowski and others. But in the end, Rated G, we just didn't get it done. And that's what hurts the most. And although we had some good plays on the field, some spectacular plays, Raider plays, we kind of shorthanded at the middle linebacker position. We just got to get Miles Bird's bitch ass the fuck out of there and get somebody in there that can at least hold it down a little bit. And to see Rolando McClain make that game clinching interception for Dallas, yeah, I had to go there. That really hurt too. Because we really need a middle linebacker. But I'm going to call out a couple of guys, and I know some people probably won't like it, but yeah, I'm going to do it. And not in no particular order, I'm going to go with our quarterback. Yeah, Derrick Carr. Even though he looked absolutely sensational for 55 minutes, and then the last five, he looked like a rookie. Last two possessions we had, three and out, and just a boneheaded, mind-numbing interception when we already passed midfield. I'm like, no! But, yeah, and that pretty much sealed it up for him. Yeah, like I said, it just it just can't do that. You can't do that. Now, they, they killed Proud for doing it, so I'm just got to be fair. I'm going to kill him for doing the same thing. You got to do better than that, Derek. You got to do better. And this other big, fat, greasy, Polish, prickhead, ass motherfucker. You already know where I'm going with this. Sebastian brick-kicking-ass Janikowski. That fat fuck, I knew when he fucked that kick off right before the half. I was saying, this kick right here is going to determine the outcome of this game. And when he missed it, I knew in my heart it was going to come down to that, and that's what we are going to lose by. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. Because we could have been tied up driving for the game winning field goal as opposed to driving the tighter game up, which is a world of a motherfucking difference. And Raider Greg, you gotta get rid of his ass. They need to can his sorry ass, get him the hell up out of here, because 'cause I'm tired of seeing him missing kicks that are, are back breaking, man. He cannot make a relevant kick for shit. If we down by forty, uh, up by a million, which I, which won't happen no time soon, he'll make them. But damn it, when it comes to a critical kick, that fucker misses it every goddamn time. So he, uh, we need to go get a kicker. Detroit when it got one, goddamn it, we need to do the same. I'm tired of this shit, Ray Greek. I'm tired of it. Damn it, we had that game, man. And then saying that. Raider Nation, Raider Greg, I'm out. It's all right to call out those guys. It's all right, but you can't fault him for trying to win the game. He's trying to win the game, and maybe he did learn a lesson. But you know he is the quarterback of the future. And I said it too. I said it earlier, but it's time for Jano to go. Jano is over. His time has come, and it is gone, and we need to get someone in there with a fresh leg. That's a fact, brother. Thanks for the call, man. Always good. And our next caller is Raider Kenny. What is going on, Kenny? What's happening, brother? 
Yo, Raider Greg, it's, uh, it's Raider Kenny. Um, I was just calling in, uh, tell you how I was feeling about choking away a game like that. I mean, that's sickening. I thought we were going to finally get a win. You know, everyone's so high on Carr, and I mean, he played pretty phenomenal, except for that one pick at the end. But, I don't know. I, I think I need to see a little bit more out of them before I'm officially sold on them. Uh, defensively, we look like total ass. I mean, Khalil Mack and TJ Carey were the only ones putting 110% out there on the field. Uh, offensively, uh, we finally fucking moved the ball down the field. But I I don't know. I think I see us maybe winning two games tops this year. Well, I'm a bit frustrated. Uh, just trying to vent a little. I guess that's it. Peace out. I understand you're venting, but I think Carr's improved each and every game. He's getting smarter. He's showing more savvy, and is getting more together with his receivers. I think he is our quarterback of the future. The defense we have has been iffy all year. Uh, hopefully we can pick up some some other people in the offseason and make it better, but it's pretty suckable right now. That's why our offense needs to stand up and just keep making points. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller, our first-time caller, Raider D. What's happening, my man? <laughs> Hey, Raider Greg. Uh, this is Raider B in the SD here. Um, I'd like to thank you guys so much for making this podcast first. I really couldn't get out or get through the week without it. Um, yeah, I'm a first-time caller, long-time Raider fan. And uh, I just got to say, your comments on Facebook inspired, inspired me to, to make this call, oddly enough. Uh, and I, and I got to say, um, after the game, I was so mad. I had to pick a fight with the uh, with the first Charger fan. I first Charger fan on Facebook that talked shit. After we're uh, we're making uh, they were making fun of us and making fun of my team and calling us criminals, uh, which got me even uh, more so mad. Um, and one of the Charger fans said, uh, "You'd be more likely to be stabbed going to the Raiders game," uh, which broke the camels you know, back for me. Um, I posted the link uh, of that little conversation that I had with them uh, on your Facebook, uh, which I, I really don't think you must have read uh, because of your accusations towards me that I was a Chargers fan, which I got to say I didn't really appreciate. Um, uh, I just don't understand how you could defend that kind of behavior anywhere for anyone uh, I mean, not that anyone got hurt, which is the important thing, and obviously the media overdid, um, overdid the whole thing. Obviously, uh, I, I refer to the, the whole egg, stupid little egg thing. I don't get that. Um, nobody should be throwing anybody, anything at anybody's fan or anybody's team bus. Um, and I am a little ashamed of whoever did that. I'm not going to lie. Um, not that I need to prove my fandom to any of you. Um, all that been said after the game, 
I couldn't have been more proud of my team's performance, and I'm very, very excited for the future. Um, stay strong, guys. And yes, I do remember that. I do remember saying my comment on Facebook was, all this over egging a bus? Really? Is there anything more important than egging a bus? Come on, man. I mean, and then the comments came on going, and and this gentleman said, no, he thought he was he was kind of ashamed that, that we would do something like that. And he's not the only one. Not the only fan who said that we shouldn't do stuff like that because it gives the media a chance to put a target on us and call us out for being thugs and all that other crap. Being a fan as long as I have, I know one thing. It doesn't make any difference at all what we do. We will always be thugs. We will always be this and that negative. But man, in perspective, like I said, we didn't shoot anybody, didn't stab anybody. We threw some eggs at a bus. Yeah, maybe not the best judgment, but come on, man. It's an egg for crying out loud. Nobody got hurt. And yeah, whatever. We're the egg throwers of the NFL. I'll take it. Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller is Raider Ed from Southern Illinois. What is up, my brother? Raider Randy, Raider Greg, Raider Ed, out of the land of cornfields and coal mines, otherwise known as Southern Illinois. Man, that sucked. That sucked. That was so freaking close, and we couldn't make it. Derek Carr looked looked fantastic, man. I think he looked great. Made some good throws. Took some chances. I even liked that. Maybe that chance at the end might have cost us. I don't know. Hell, I even felt like Greg Olson did a better job. Problem being, still had some mistakes. Receivers can't seem to hold on to the ball when they're supposed to. And I think you would agree or anyone would agree, if we'd had one or two caught passes when they should have been caught, that would have been a very different game, and the Raiders should have and would have won that thing. What else can you say? Um, I, I, I wanted to win. You can't help being in the Raider Nation for as long as we all have. This is a podcast. You know, you've been a fan for a while. Uh, you want to win all the time. Uh, you know, but the other side is, it, do we want to win? Do we want to go low and 16 just so we can uh, get a better draft pick? And I like Sperano, but do I want to keep him as a head coach? I'm, I'm not sure. So that's it. I mean, I want John Gruden back. I've had dreams about it. We all have. I think it will be a good thing. But uh, you know what? Hey, after the Dennis Allen being gone first game back, that wasn't bad. Catcher's got to catch. Runner's got to run. Raider Nation for life. Raider Red, I'm out. Catcher's got to catch and runner's got to run. No doubt. And the catchers definitely better get it together because eight drops in the first half is not acceptable. However, I will say they're getting a chemistry and that should improve 
with the way this team has been practicing for sure. I sure hope so. And speaking of Southern Illinois, uh, Raider Jeff, or shall I say the Raider Maniac, was up with his wife Darlene. It was really great to see those guys at the tailgate. I had to put that in there because of the Illinois reference. Well, thank all the callers today. I thank you guys for being participants at the Raider Nation podcast. Everybody is welcome. Get your ass on that phone and throw it down, especially if you're emotional, and I know you have been. We got the Redbirds coming to town. Get your ass in a seat if you can. Let's sell that place out. Let's make that place roar like it did on Sunday. We got to support this team. They played for us. They're going to play for us again this Sunday and get the first W of the year against Carson Palmer. That's what I'm saying, and I mean it. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.